Okay, well, welcome. Welcome back, I guess, Judith. Uh, this is the, well, second of the series of however many it ends up being. Um, welcome to the Think Education podcast. Today's date, I believe, is the 28th of December, but I'm very likely wrong. Okay, good. That's a good start. Uh, with that break between, um, my wife was telling me uh, that in, in Austria, they call it the period between the years. So that gap between Christmas and New Year, which is kind of a, you know, if you if you celebrate either of those two events, is sort of a you know, a bit of a hiatus. So we're in the between the years period. And look at us still working, still uh, churning out podcasts. <laughs> so um, today uh, we're going to pick up on our conversation of last week, where we talked about how we came up with the idea of the book, which I'd forgotten, uh, how we developed the idea and developed it into chapters, which I'd forgotten, and then how we came up with the title, which I'd forgotten. So, you know, all in all, it was, a, for me, quite an illuminating conversation to, to bring back a lot of history. Uh, and today, we're going to try and talk a little bit about the technical process, right? The, the how to, um, what to, when to, why to type thing. Uh, so, um, what, what are your initial thoughts on it's not the business side of the book because obviously that you know that's left to the publishers etc but the sort of the more technical side what are your your views on on how you approach this or you know what what you feel about that type of experience uh, as i recall uh, chris it's not that you weren't excellent in in the idea formation and the writing and all of those other aspects of bringing the book together but where i felt you shone and i absolutely didn't was on in all of the practicalities right. uh, in, involved. So, so as I recall, you always uh, remembered all of those and were very clear, I think, about what we needed to do and when we, when we needed, to, um, needed to do it. So, so I suppose, I guess the, the first thing that um, I think about, and, and this is probably then when you start to go from the macro to the micro, don't you, in a sense, you think, right, okay, we've had this idea, for a book um, and actually we've had an idea for a book we've not just had an idea that we want to have a chat about and we want to write some things and that's it we actually do want to have a book that's in, uh, that comes out at the end of it yep. so I suppose the big thing you think about is who's going to publish it yes and and I and I think that for me was was that initial you know this thought was okay we have this idea um, you know, who either might we approach or who might have approached us or what's the practical way of going about having something published. And so that for me was probably the first thing that I was, I was thinking about. And I guess from, from that point of view, um, and we've both published books before, haven't we? And we've probably, you know, both been in situations either where we've been approached by a publisher, or at least we've got some contacts who yeah. who are, um, or you know, you, you'll have a look and you'll see some of the books that you've been reading and the series that you know the, the book might potentially you know fit into. So for one of mine that I've had in the past, for example, you know, we'd, we'd, I'd actually been approached at, at the university. You know, publishers often get in touch with people across your university, don't don't they? Yeah. If they don't get in touch with you personally, always ask your your head of department or your head of school or your head of faculty because people will often have those connections won't they absolutely and for one of mine in the past that that had happened you know somebody had, had um contacted and said it you 
know, if you've got a book around the education, international education thing, you know, always feel free to contact us and we might be able to have a, a discussion about it. So, you know, you can have that, can't you? Whereas with ours, it was slightly different, wasn't it, really? There was a, a different way in which it had, had, um, had begun. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I don't think it's, it's maybe a little bit misleading to say publishing a book is easier than publishing a journal article because, I mean, that's not really an accurate statement. But you're absolutely right that particularly for those sort of whether it's early career or you know developing career academics that a lot of publishing houses are actively looking for content and and as you say that there are often calls that go out not just to senior professors but there are calls that go out to. Um, to departments or you know it may be an opportunity to contribute a chapter it may be an opportunity to contribute a book you know idea you know there are i think there are certainly ways to, to look out for it. and indeed you know looking at the, as you say the type of books people are reading looking at their publishing houses are, are great uh, in our case i guess we you know i'd had experience publishing uh, uh, previously um and there was a call you know is there anything else people are interested in doing and it sort of became a clearly it wasn't a well yes therefore publish this book it was a well we've got an idea um what do you think and and I th it's funny because i think when you when you you start out and we talked about this a little bit last time when you start out publishing the rejection is terrible i mean it's it's soul destroying when you submit an article and it comes back and you think well that's it i'm a fraud i'm never going to publish i'm i'm done yeah. and by the time you get you know a little bit further on in your career, as we said last week, um, it just becomes a frustration. You know, like, oh, I'll go back and rework it, and then do this, and it becomes you just understand a bit more how it works. And I think with the with the books idea, it's it's something that's worth pursuing. I mean, we were, I suppose, a, a little bit lucky. Again, is the wrong word, but we had more of a, a sort of a, a fully fledged, or at least almost fully fledged idea. Um, yes. And by the time we actually approached the publisher. We we were in that kind of, I guess, strange position being able to say, well, if you agree, we can probably have it with you in about a month, as opposed to, you know, it's going to be six to eight months because we've conceived of it, but we haven't actually written any of it. And obviously yeah. publishing houses do clearly do it both ways. I mean, that's not a, you don't have to have a fully written book, but um, I think it's don't be afraid to ask, right? Don't be afraid to put forward ideas and, and see what the publishers say. I mean, there are so many really interesting series now coming out in, in particularly, as you say, in international higher education, that quite often there's going to be a home for a book idea somewhere or other, I would imagine, right? Yeah, and, and I think you, you just um, mentioning then as well about not being worried if you don't have it, obviously already there and, and written. Um, but often what they, what they do ask for is, is an example chapter, don't they? And I suppose that, you know, for a, for a variety of, of reasons, you know, obviously they want to see the book itself and how it might sit if there is a series within the series. Um, they want to probably look at the style yep. within which it's, it's written and will it, you know, will it sort of stylistically fit within the type of series or indeed just the publishing house that it is. And that's when it is useful if you have written some things already yeah. um, or if you've at least started it you know, to, to be able to have that. And that was one of the advantages we had this time, didn't we? Because obviously what you do need to do, however far you are down the process, and if you've got contacts, you might have approached them before, you might have started with the, you know, just the general idea, um, or you might be a bit further down down that, uh, down that route. Um, but they'll all ask you to put in your proposal. Yes. 
And the more you kind of fleshed out that proposal and attached to it, you know, as much as possible, the easier it is for them to make that decision, isn't it? And to make that decision themselves, okay, we'll go to the next stage. So you flesh it out a bit more. We'll have a little look at it a bit more uh, before they send it out for, you know, your peers across the sector, a few of those to, to look at it and review and see if it would be something that not only, I suppose, you want to write, but other people might actually want to purchase. <laughs> um, yeah. And, that's, and that, I suppose, is the... I guess we were, we were also, weren't we, in, in the kind of position where we were going to write it anyway. We had decided we were going to write it. And finally, as you, everybody heard last week, you know, we'd, we'd made that decision. We were going to do it. We had the ideas. We didn't know exactly what we were going to write, but we knew we were going to write something. And we were very sort of, you know, um, enthusiastic about it, very committed to it. So we were always going to write it. And, and in one way, probably that also was good for the publisher to know that, mm. you know, they got um, three people yeah. as the core team um, who were really committed to actually bringing the book, bringing the book together. And so having that and some example chapters and then the general sort of the thematic approach, which had changed, of course, hasn't it? As, as we'd said yeah. last week, it started off as one idea and sort of morphed really because of COVID and all of the, the different changes that had taken place slightly into something else. Um, but at least there was that strong commitment. So we could start going through then the, the practicalities of, you know, going to their websites, looking at the the proposals that you need and working your way through and and, and maybe, you know, Chris, you can talk about this a, a little bit more, but I suppose one thing I would absolutely always say to people in this kind of situation is if whatever publisher you are working with, they will send you something through or it will be on their website. Go to it, look at it carefully and answer the essay question. <laughs> yes. So if it asks you yep. for something on question one, answer question one. Yep. You know, it's like an application form for, for a job. Don't put down what you'd like to put down. Put down what you need to put down. Yeah. Um, because there's a reason why they've, they've got that so that they, it's easier for them to make that kind of decision. And I don't know what you think about it, Chris, but I do think that, that most publishers do that extremely well. They're very clear about what they want through every bit of the process. Absolutely. And by the time you do get to the stage where you've done the done the proposal, they they know it will change and flex. You don't have to submit your conclusion, for example. No. Um, but you know you do need to, to to have as much as possible, don't you? That's there so that they can make an informed decision. Absolutely, and and I don't think it's it's not in conflict with you know uh, the author's creative approach they're, they're not by my experience is not that particularly for books you know publishers are not are not looking to change what you what your ideas are they are looking to as you say well we have a set formula formula or format of of the book and you know if you're looking for an international readership um this is the type of thing you know and and indeed if it's going to fit into a series you know but i mean at no point were we told you change this change that this doesn't make you know i mean we had uh I think it's an important lesson I had to learn, I guess, early on, is that just because you get criticism or critique, it, it, A, it doesn't mean you have to accept it. I mean, that's, you know, and also it doesn't mean that they're wrong. 
And just because somebody's disagreeing with your ideas, it, it, you know, they're neither right nor wrong. It's really something for you to, to think about. And, and our, our chapter order changed and we had it, you know, divided into sections and those changed. And then, I mean, we got the final, I guess almost our final feedback from the reviewers who said, actually, you know what, I think maybe you could probably add a chapter or, or could you maybe beef up a little bit about assessment? And we thought, actually, that's a that's a pretty good idea. And we, you know, I yeah. happen to have a, a colleague um, of mine, uh, Dr. Tendai Charles, who, you know, does this type of stuff day in and day out and gave him a sort of a quiet tap on the shoulder. And he said, yeah, I'd be happy to do a chapter. And, and you know, I think it strengthened the book for it. So, you know, I, I think it's being open to to ideas as they come in, uh, sticking to what you believe to be, you know, relevant. But as you say, these forms are there for a reason and, and editing committees don't meet that frequently necessarily and so you know you want to get get it as clear as you can and uh but as exactly as you say they know you're going to i mean our title changed i think at the, just before we submitted it at the very Absolutely. end like, you know yes. things things alter alter frequently so yeah that's just part of part of the process absolutely um, yeah, and I I think the um, you mentioned there about getting you know getting other people involved as well, didn't you? I mean, as we then started to go through that process and develop, you know, the I suppose the content of the book and looking at that that narrative flow through it, as we mentioned last week, we we realised, didn't we, that we would have the contribution obviously mm. to the to the lion's share of the book. But there were various parts and various areas where actually we thought, well, we, we probably, we could put something together for that. Yeah. But there are people much better yeah. who could do that, yeah. um, expert within that area. So so it's either uh, approaching some of those contacts that you might have, either people you work with, people you've met on the conference circuit or other types of circuits and... Um, and getting them involved as well, and that uh, that was also something that was interesting, wasn't it? Uh, not not only working as a, as a team, mm. the three of us, but also bringing in others, you know, to do their various their various chapters and trying to um, you know trying trying to have those chapters fit in with the flow of the book, but they didn't have to be exactly. No. You know the the same as other areas. It just they just need. We, I think we felt that the purposes of our book that we did want it to have a flow through and hold together as an, an entity in itself. Yeah. Um, but actually, there could be people coming in at various points. And as you said, you know, we had colleagues come in uh, as a suggestion from um, I think one of the one of the reviewers. Um, as you say, for the when we were submitting the proposal, and that had been reviewed. Something else, as I recall, and maybe before we maybe touch a, upon maybe some thoughts about how people can re reach out for um, contributors, but one of the other comments I recall getting back um, when we sent on a proposal in uh, was from, from one of the reviewers saying that they thought it needed to be more international. I was just they? thinking so the exact same have thing. You, have you covered yeah. the... Um, you know, it, it seems to focus on Europe or it focused on it's they said it focused on certain areas and I think we had one of those sit back and cross our arms moments, didn't we? We said, Well I think you'll find actually. Yeah. We did cover quite a lot. And it was but the really important point I think to take away from that was probably we just not made that clear enough in yeah. the proposal. And then when we went back and read the proposal, okay, so we knew 
Yeah. But in the chapter on consortia, we were covering pretty much every continent, you yeah. know, yeah. and and there were other chapters that covered that actually hadn't come across. No in the proposal, and, and, and I that think in itself was a learning point. Absolutely, I mean, I think to probably in our fairness, or you know, in our defence, maybe we, as you said at the beginning, because we were committed and we were working on this, it wasn't that we sent in a proposal and then sat back and waited. You know, we sent in a document and then we kept working. And so by the time the reviewers came back, we'd probably written another forty or fifty percent of the book. And I remember that comment and it being so gratifying because of being able to sit back and go, uh, check chapter one, check chapter two, check chapter three, check chapter four. You know, almost yeah. just listing the countries or regions that we were thinking. But yes, you're right. It's it's part of the evolution of evolution, there, the word again, of, of both the proposal and the ideas. Uh, and, and I think that's an excellent point for for people looking to, to put in proposals. It's that clarity of, obviously, there's a balance between you don't want to say, I'm going to do too many things that you can't do because just to yeah. get a book published but you don't you know make it clear and make it evident what you will be be covering and, and as you said that's obviously is a nice segue into how we worked through the contributor uh, type of a, an area because between Tim and us two we've got a lot of experience in regions okay we all share a, a, a fairly constant we are all of the same place effectively you know we're all trained in the same sort of um system um but between us we've got experience in in lots of different countries but of course even in those other countries we're obviously still taking our own perspectives and our own training into them and we've been very lucky to have built up a network over collectively decades now of 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 experience that almost predates transnational education and and has seen it through its its many iterations um and that was i mean i found that i found that fascinating i think one one thing my one of my colleagues at, at work here he um we were chatting uh beginning of december and he's a he's a he's a excellent colleague but he's a sort of a junior colleague looking to you know develop his portfolio and he had been approached by a publishing house asking you know did he have a a, a book idea in mind and he came to ask for my advice you know such as i can give him and you know i said well you know, part of our promotion here is publishing with students. So I said, well, you know, it might be a nice idea to offer students the opportunity to to, to contribute a chapter because it's it's part of paying it forward. It's a it's a relatively straightforward way for a student to get a publication, but it's a student publication. That's a really big deal for a student. Um, and I said to him, one of the lessons I've learned is cast your net for contributors, but if you can if you can look for people that you know and trust, because the editing collating can be quite stressful when you've got deadlines and you've got multiple sort of in multiple countries and time zones and languages and everybody's got their own job and life and you know their own you know pressures um and your pressure as the editor is is or indeed the author is greater than theirs as a contributor and so you know it's kind of a strange type of nepotism like you you want you want to be able to diversify but you also want to be able to be able to call some people and say I kind of need this, you know, by this deadline and, and know that they're going to... So, you know, what we talked about in the last in the last podcast yeah. about having that level of trust, that level of confidence. And I don't think yeah. you have to do that because obviously I've I've taken part in book chapters or books where I've, I've not really known the other authors. Yeah. Um, but everybody that contributed to this book, we know. And we know yes. pretty well, really. Um, not so much the students... 
and that's obviously a different category that we'll talk about in a separate podcast. Yeah. But um, but certainly the the other contributors um, professionally, we've got and even you know personally, we've got very good relationships with them, which I think helps a lot. I don't think it's yes. it's, essen- it's absolutely essential, but I, f- I feel like it, it really helped um, that process. And it helped seeing some of those as, as they were as they were bringing their chapters together. I remember as, as we were writing ours, but as they, for a few of them, were sent, sent in some drafts, didn't they, to begin with. And that was really useful, wasn't it? Because we could also think of those. We almost had those ideas of others and what they were writing about in their in their chapters and the different countries that they were, you know, focusing on, you know, um, we could have that in our minds as we were writing ours, our chapters. And I think that also helped because it helped inform, I think, the kind of writing that we were doing and probably helped help them because they weren't just writing there for something themselves in yeah. isolation. But of course, what they weren't doing was unlike us because we were meeting every week or two um they were they were just doing their chapter in effect weren't they so um but i I think something else that you've said also is that is really important if you are bringing a book together that you're not just doing yourself and and we've talked about the you know the the pleasure it can be in writing with somebody you know and you find that sort of bond in in being able to do that that writing but um sometimes you will obviously be writing by yourself sometimes you won't sometimes you'll be doing joint authorship sometimes you will be bringing you know other contributors together is to cast that net wide as you've said so yes you might also you might have people that you can go to who are very senior written lots themselves so you know that they've got those ideas and in a sense you sort of probably pretty much know the kind of thing that they're going to write or you know you can have that whole spectrum and I think the, the the pleasure of what we've got in our book is we've got some people where it's quite early on in there yeah academic careers and you know everybody's got absolutely valid points that they're putting forward because you're doing that within the experience that you've got as well and you're looking through the lens that you have too and that I think also is what strikes me it's it's great to have that range of of contributor from not only where you're from and what your background is and what your training is and you know even you know, quite prosaically where, where you're from, but also just just your learnings and how that's happened, you know. But also what stage are you in that, that process of your yeah. career? Um, and again, as you've, you've mentioned, Chris, one of the important things for those individuals is it helps them to get that first publication because we can all probably remember, many of us probably now have got really rather tediously long lists of publications and presentations, etc. But we always all remember those first ones, either those first presentations mm. you gave, oh, yeah. where you think I've never been as nervous as this in my life. Yep. That might be before you did a PhD viva. For those of you that have done a PhD, then you realise that that's the most nervous you're ever going to get, probably. Yep. In your in, entire life. Um, but you know, I, I think being able to bring those pe- people on board, you know, and and be part of that process. I certainly myself found it very valuable as a very young academic working with other individuals and either having joint publications or joint joint presentations and just to see what the practical process was as well as having to, to, to write as well. Those other practicalities, I suppose, for our contributors to around really, really dull things 
but word counts. Yeah. So, you know, you might have a great idea. Not that we stuck to it ourselves, to be fair, with a lot of them. But uh, you might have a great idea, but you can't really just be 500 words. No. By the same token, if it's a chapter, it probably can't be 50,000 either. Yeah. Yeah. So within that discipline, what are you going to write? What aren't you going to write? What are you going to put in? What are you going to leave out? What might be, you might have a clear idea about what your main message is throughout it. You might not. That that certainly doesn't matter. You don't have to. Um, but it's having that discipline around it as well, isn't it? And I suppose being clear, therefore, with the contributors in terms of being able to say, or even share them, share with them the proposal, saying, this is, you can see what we're trying to do in general. Yeah. And you therefore can see where you fit yeah. within that. Yeah. So very much you've got your own voice, you, you've got what you want to say, but you can see also the kind of thing that we're trying to say throughout the book. So somehow it can, it can meld with that, then that, that would be, I think, something that certainly would help us as, Absolutely. as people bringing the book together because it has that flow, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, and this is, I think, an issue we talked about last time, that it's, it's freedom, but with a, with a structure. Uh, and uh, we, this is what we did. We, we gave our contributors, you know, this, obviously this is the title, these are the types of themes, this is the, you know, it sets the kind of the direction. And as a result, the editing process was like spell check. It, it, it really wasn't, you know, clearly it's not our, our intent to change the voice, right? The voice is the voice that comes through. Um, and that's the point of contributors. Like you're, as we said at the beginning, we already couldn't tell who, who between you or me wrote which bit of which chapter. I think you can really hear the different voice of the other contributors, though. Like you can, you can see ideas yes. shaped by by different um, backgrounds and different environments. Um, and I, I like your point. It was also about different stages. I think that's that's something that's your your voice changes obviously as you as you evolve. And uh, that thing you bre- you brought up about how nervous we are in our first presentations. Obviously, part of that is that we don't. We're very scared. We don't. We don't know what. We really don't. You know what we're talking about most of the time. Yeah. But then, over the course of your academic career, you you're convinced you know what you're talking about, and I think that fear is a good thing. Yes. That you know that uncertainty about, and that's what the book, our book, really is about. Is we don't know, not really, right? We we're going back to that sort of fear. I mean, it wasn't fear, but that uncertainty, right? It's um. Uh, and you might as well get as many people with bright ideas to help you as you can. Um, yeah. yeah, and I think communicating that then to your contributors is really important. It, it, it's funny, isn't it? If you do reflect and think back, and I don't remember, maybe this is my personal experience, I think I certainly started off my academic career, you know, really I've always been passionate about higher education, international higher education in particular, so that I think has always been there. But yes, much more you know, much more nervous, lacking in confidence, I suppose, thinking, well, I do have an idea and this is something that I want to talk about and put forward. But then you look out at a sea of faces, often in conferences and things, and there could be people out there whose books you've read. Yep. And you think, oh, dear me, I'm very nervous yeah. talking in front of this person. And I don't know about you, but it's almost that you like that. And then you get to that certain point in your career Flips. where you absolutely think you know really everything. Yep. Quite frankly, I know everything. There's not a problem, you know. And yeah. I, yeah. And then you probably get so. So that's probably you might call that the arrogance phase. Phase, I yep. think. You know, so you have got the nervy phase, but you're enthusiastic, but you're quite young. Then you've got the I know everything arrogant phase. And then as you get older, 
you know, they sent the older that I've got, the more I've realised how much I don't know. Yeah. I do know some things, because otherwise that would be a bit depressing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, you, it almost then gives you more freedom to, yeah. you know, be, you know, more open about the things that you do and you don't know and you don't have to have a right answer. And I suppose that was something also we could we could communicate and discuss with some of our more junior contributors more. Yeah. You know, don't worry, absolutely do not worry about what you're, putting down and what you're saying because all points of view are valid and they're all you can try and reflect it in your own experience as well yes that will also yeah. help you because we've all got our experiences from where we are and i think that came through and i think thinking about it i suppose the um just as the success often for you know your conference presentations is how many you get in your gate we say don't we so what was your gate for your presentation you know was it 50 people, was it 100 people, was it 200 people? Depends on the size of the conference, of course. Um, and how many people stayed to the end? Did half of them get up and walk out in the middle, as sometimes people do? FYI, colleagues, if that happens to you, don't worry about it. They could just be going somewhere else. Yep. Don't take it personally. Um, but, you know, we had, of, I think of all the people we approached, I think there was only one, and we don't have to name them, um, who didn't end up, actually contributing and that I think was probably it's probably one of the most senior people yeah. we know and and probably that they just had so much else that they were doing it's that they didn't time. have the time to do yeah. it yeah whereas what I what I was really impressed about from certainly from a few of our contributors was their eagerness and keenness from the word go to say yes yep and that I think and that wouldn't have been something I don't think I would have done probably when I've been very young, much younger, you know, very junior, I might have thought, oh, I'm not sure if I can do that. I might say maybe to begin with, probably mm. more likely no. So great on those that said, you know, yes, then panic about it later, yeah. Yeah. you know, then do it. Because also, you know, people are here to help, aren't, aren't they? Yeah. Not, not in writing it, but always being that critical friend, yeah. you know, we were always happy to read, you know, send comments back to people weren't we to say not in terms of saying we think you should have this idea in there or that idea or we don't agree with this but just yeah. generally in terms of the flow of the particular chapter they were working on yeah i mean and i remember having i guess we, yeah well the junior colleagues um writing chapters submitting the draft offering feedback uh you know or the occasional point here or there on it and then then the, the colleague coming back again and saying okay you know we've, we've sort of worked through it's finished um do i put your name on it now no no, 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 no. This is your work. It's your, you know, all we're doing as editors is just, you know, providing a little bit of the context as to where it might fit in the grand scheme of things. But no, no, no. You know, it's, you, this is a sole author chapter. This is you, you know, that's, you know, and being able to, I don't know, it's not, oh, we're, you know, from on high, we're magnanimous, but being able to be part of a, a supportive community um, in that way helps benefit the younger academics but massively helps benefit us too um yeah. you know the these types of ideas and, and discussions sort of tapping into into the the different contexts we work in international education i mean that's that's the whole ethos of what we do right it's if we're not learning from the different experiences in the context then i mean there's not really much point in what we're no. why we're here so no i mean i found that i found and actually from a practical perspective the as you said the more clarity that you can give the contributors um, particularly from a, you know, this is kind of the the idea on the structure and then from a date perspective. And 
we always built in like a margin of error, which is if we needed it by the 15th, we'd say we needed it by the 7th so that we could always build in that, you know, extra bit of cushion just to help people. And, and then it was sort of, you know, friendly prompts and, you know, how's it going, anything you need, you know, just to, because I found that the, often the, the initial enthusiasm then got tempered by the panic a little bit and people are like, oh, I don't know if I'm, what I'm writing is, and you're like, well, we've all been there. No, nothing we ever write we think is, you know, until it's Absolutely. done. So that was a, a useful being able to, as you say, be that sort of critical friend and, and so, sort of supportive network. Uh, and, and by the end, as we said, I, I don't remember doing, well, of course I don't remember, but I don't remember there being any really massive changes that were made or even minor changes that were made to any of the content. It was, it was, I think the biggest change we did was we, we changed the order of where the chapters went based on how they turned out. And so it was like, well, actually we thought that was going to be chapter seven and it's much better as a chapter four or nine or, you know, and because it, the flow then worked better. And that's about not being too precious about, and back to our initial point, the publishers don't, then, oh, well, your first proposal had this as chapter two. We're not, but no, no, it's, yeah. it fits the, you know, benefits the, the, the narrative. And so that's the way it, it is presented finally. Yeah. And practically that's also how it worked, didn't it? When we were then bringing it together, when we got, you know, the lion's share of it, it done, you know, we then started to really see what the flow was like, what, what, what the contents were going to look like. And yeah. as you say, it sort of fit then quite neatly into those various sections, didn't it? And we'd have the bridging sections that went through as well. Um, and then probably we wrote the conclusion. And then the last thing, as I recall, we wrote was the introduction. Yep. And in a sense, probably the penultimate thing that we had written for us was from a, a contributor was around the preface. Yeah. Around the the, 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 the the part around evolution which then helped us draw that through through the book, didn't it? And sort of shelf help shape the various bridging sections that we've got. And again with the bridging sections, once we've we've brought together that chapter that we were working on with the with the students, um, as we said last week, you know, undergrad postgrad taught to postgrad research students, um, to have their voice going through the book. Um, as well, you know, yeah. gave it that linkage, didn't it? Whilst at the same time, as you say, we've been able to have each of the contributors standing on their own within the, the yeah. chapter two, but seeing where that they were within that sort of flow. And and again, as you also mentioned, you know, I don't think at any point did the publisher come back and say, oh, well, actually, going back to your proposal, we could see that, you know, you said that this was going to be... Yeah. You know, of course they, they didn't. I mean, once once they'd agreed to it, I think, and once that, that that process had been done, I'm not saying that every single book, when they get the final, mm. you know, the final um, uh, uh, draft that goes back in, that it will be exactly like that and that will be smooth then from there on. I think it depends on, you know, the state of the draft, really. Sure, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and so that, that might, it might be that if you're doing a book that you do have to do more work, or more work than potentially we have to do at that stage to start to bring things together. Um, but but by and large, I think, you know, you because you've spent a, a period of time going through that process, you shouldn't have to do much yeah. more. Yeah. Um, and so once we'd so once we'd done we'd done that proposal, we'd done our writing part, things had shaped as they were going along, hadn't they, by the time then we'd we'd done the 
the contents and we knew what that was about, we could then go back to getting to the stage where we could send that package back to the publisher saying, you know, here you are, here's our, here's our, here's our draft. And, and it's on time. If anything, I think it was a, it was a bit early. A little early. We even gave ourselves that bit of a leeway in terms of our deadline saying, yes, we'll have it to you at this date. And, and we'd, you know, we'd done it, I think significantly before that time. Because one of the other things that certainly does always strike me in this process Wonderful their publishers are, and they absolutely are. I'm not saying they're not, but sometimes publishers' deadlines mm-hmm. can be quite tight. Once you do get to a certain point, yeah, they will have it for quite some time. Of course, they're doing a lot with it, so that is understandable. Yeah, but then you might get a week's turnaround yeah. on some things, or two weeks, which, when you've got a day job as well, and you've got something that's sixty, seventy, or eighty thousand words. You need to devote quite a lot of time to. You do. And so I that's mean, something else to remember. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I think our, the bulk of our interaction with the publishers was the indexing, editing, final formatting. Because obviously we, you know, we produce a document in Word. Um, we follow their guidelines that have been given. So, you know, we, we've used the right font size and spacing. So, you know, but obviously it still has to be typeset in and has to be formatted according to, you know, what they're going to do finally. And then it's the, you know, well, this paragraph's not the right size. And we obviously, we had case studies that were in boxes and the boxes weren't the right size. Yes. And, you know, and anybody that's ever produced a large document, you know, you move that thing and then every page moves and it's, it becomes you hate the sight of the document after a while because it's just frustrating. Yeah. Now you've, you've lost that, you know, joy of the creation. It's just, I want this done. Um, and, uh, and that's something that you have to, when you're writing a book, you have to understand and plan. If you haven't done it before, you don't really understand it until you've done it. Um, like everything in life, I suppose, but you do need to build in that sort of awareness of, you know, the, the more that you can format at the beginning, the more that you can think about how you structure it, um, yes. the, the better. Um, obviously, then the indexing, most publishers give you the choice of either paying them to do it or doing it yourself. Um, and so I, I, either I was the last one to put my hand down or up and I ended up with the, with you know, the indexing you, job. And you actually offered. I may have this. offered, yeah. I mean, before, before, in a sense, even if it had been raised, I would have been so busy looking at my feet or yeah. finding something else to do so but, that eventually one of us would crack and I was I was really rather hoping it was you. So uh, but it, we didn't it, even have to get to that stage. You just said, I'll do the indexing. See, I mean, based on our conversation last time, it was probably the fact that I couldn't remember how the idea came about or having done any writing I thought I'd better contribute something to the book so I'll do the index um, and, and warrant my name on the, the cover uh, I mean indexing is not yeah it's not a fun job um, it's not a difficult job it's just you know pretty time consuming um, and as you say not not usually with much time um, yeah. however obviously the well not obviously by that stage, you're not involving any of the contributors. So you're, you know, it was essentially you yes. and I and then, and then Tim, much more control over the process. Communication is a lot faster because it's between, you know, fewer people who obviously by that point have built up a very strong working relationship and have a real vested interest in seeing this thing finished. Yes. So uh, equally motivated to, to sort of cross that last hurdle. Um, I mean, and our publishers, you know, were, were able to answer questions that we had or, or respond to bits that, you know, and and we weren't scared about saying, well, hang on, I don't think that's not what we said or that's not what we wanted it to look like or I don't yeah. think that's what we agreed. Can you change and do, you know, 
so that you get the thing that looks like what you want it to look like. Um, but no, I remember that bit. I remember very, very clearly sitting where I am sitting now, looking at two screens, reading and typing because I was doing an index off a PDF, which is what the publishers gave us. So you can't run an index program. You are literally, you know, manually um, yes. reading it. And then obviously you can cross-reference it by, by searching for the, the, the number of words, etc. There are, you know, ways of doing this, but to be honest, I think it's a nice finishing. It's not fun, but you're paying, you know, you're, you're paying your dues, you're paying respect to this work. You're saying, no, no, we are gonna, you know, give you the attention you deserve to make sure we finish this in the spirit that we started it, you know, and it, and it holds up and it, we do credit to the contributors, we do credit to our ideas. We can, you know, we do credit to something that, you know, was a labor of love and, you know, it's, you know, your name's on it you've got a responsibility to make it accurate and you know and so it's the least fun bit but I think it's you know obviously yeah. it's a hugely important necessary bit to it um and I suppose on on that that note you know that is again something that you can do as you're going through the process as well can't you so certainly I know I've done that before with, with single author things yeah. I've known that I'm going to have to do that so as I'm doing the, you know, my first chapter, I'm starting with that process as well. It's the same with doing your references, isn't it? And actually, most people, if you've even if you've written an article, think about writing your article. Do all the things that you would do if you're writing an article. So keep it consistent, yep. you know. So even if the house style for for the publisher is different, at least if you've got something that's exactly yes. you know is consistent throughout, you've only got to make certain changes absolutely you know and it can be, it can be things really basic can't it like if you, if you put brackets around dates things like that you yeah. know at least whatever you do make sure you're doing the same thing with your contributors tell them to do that as well and then at least it means that you've got that yeah. that sort of commonality so as you say not not the most exciting thing about about writing a book or an article or anything but those kind of practicalities that mean when you do have to get to the end stage when you are bringing those things together yeah. that it's a little bit you know, uh, easier than it would be. So, yeah, our first our first discussion was around the idea and the excitement of of the idea. And today was more about some of those practicalities about how you find your publisher, how you work with your publisher, whether you're publishing something yourself or whether you're working whether you're working with colleagues. You know, there are the practicalities involved, um, and you know you, you have to deal with those and some of them you need to deal with yourself some of them you can get your publisher yeah. to help you with as well can't you there's there's that, that kind of flexibility in the process too absolutely and and i think in many ways the the themes that we we touched on last time are evident now i mean you, we're talking about communication we're talking about idea development but we're also talking about structure you know, we're, we're talking about following whatever the, the process is and, and however you set your deadlines or whether they're set for you but having that focus of, you know, this is what the end goal is. And, you know, as you say, if you can shape it along the way, then fantastic. And, you know, it's, you are, you are trying to produce something. Obviously, it's, it's a physical thing at the end of the day. And so it's going to have pages and it's going to have a title and it's going to have full stops. And so you know all this. So, you, you know, to an extent, you can start putting it in, in that direction. Um, and that will, <laughs> that will save you a little bit of sanity towards the end. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And once you've been through it, it doesn't get easier and it doesn't get less boring. 
it just remains, but it remains, you know, an important part of, of the process and, and absolutely not to be, um, to ward people off of creating ideas because when you, when you, you know, even now you and I have probably, as you say, you know, books or chapters or articles or, you know, whatever we've done collectively and individually, but you see the book on your shelf and, you know, it's, and I mean, the emails that we've had from student contributors, you know, the, the enthusiasm that they've shown, you know, makes you realize, no, it's, you know, it's a big deal. Um, my very first publication, my, my then head of school said, uh, I've never forgotten it. He said, welcome to immortality. Yes. Now, even if nobody reads your book, which you've got to assume is better than average at case, um, particularly something that produced out of my PhD. But I, I thought that was such a wonderful statement. It's, you know, you've created something that exists. Like it's, um, it's a very, very scary thing, but it's, You've done it, like, you know, a chapter's a chapter, a book's a book, like you build these things up and each one yeah. builds your confidence and you learn the rules of the game better and you, you know, you understand it and you're contributing to knowledge. It's, it's, there are rules, yeah, but I mean, you know, have a go, right? It's, it's really worth reaching out and finding out what opportunities are, are available. Um, so, yeah. And get those and, and, you know, have those tactics at the beginning for those aspects within the practicalities that you say you're not particularly excited to do, but you know you're going to have to do them. So confront it head on, right to the beginning, don't leave it all to the end. Uh, when you've found yourself in a little bit of a mess, make sure that you don't in that, not in that position. Know what you need to do right at the beginning. And again, publishers are wonderful at, at making it clear what, what there is. Go onto their websites if you're not too sure yourself, but you, know, you can see the kind of things you need to do so that when you do get to the, the stage as you go through the process that you've got it, You've Absolutely. got it all there. So you've done a lot of those things. And actually, in some ways, it's quite, it can be quite comforting doing some of those technical aspects, can't it? When, you, when your brain simply has not got yeah. the ability to craft a sentence that you definitely want to write down, yep. but you want to do something with the book because you know that there's some ideas and some thoughts there, but you've got one of those blank pieces of paper moments and everybody has that doesn't matter how old you are and how much experience you've got and I'm sure some of the most famous authors in the world mm -hmm. have it everybody has to start somewhere and you might have an idea but you can't always put it down on paper and one thing is for absolutely sure you can't force yourself through into those writing situations it just won't come yeah. so what you need to do is is to switch off a little bit and in one way going through things tidying up where you've got your indents and your bullet points and whether you've used this, that and the other, you know, it's getting it inside your mind. It's, it's relaxing you to do it so that all of a sudden, you know, you, I think you then find that that flow can, can come back Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. So there can be those benefits that you can have to, to doing some of the things that you absolutely need to do in order to get that, that book that you wanted to have in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know at the end absolutely alright good so um, I think we're going to need another conversation at least on how we developed our academic career I think there's, a, there's some interesting stuff yes. war stories in there, in there about conferences and yeah fear just in general um, I think we can revisit that uh, and then uh, we'll have I guess certainly another podcast thinking about uh, the student chapter and contributing and contributors there and how that sort of came about but hopefully this this has been of some use and interest to, to people about you know sort of a 
demythologizing the, the process of publishing a book. And it's not easy and it shouldn't be easy, but it's not impossible. Uh, and so it's, it's well, worth, well worth the attempt. So uh, thank you very much for that, Judith, uh, as always. And I look forward to our next conversation, whatever topic that may be.